You're listening to Good Storytime. Hello, my name's Mandy. Are you ready for a story? Let's begin. Little Obelia, Part 2 Cuddle Pie and the Little Blossom had not gone very far when they came upon Mrs Bear sitting by the roadside, rocking to and fro and groaning deeply. What's the matter, Mrs Bear? asked Cuddle Pie and the Little Blossom. Oh, 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 groaned Mrs Bear. I've got a dreadful face ache. Then come along with us. We're going to the dentist. He'll cure you. He is so kind. Mrs Bear stopped groaning, got up heavily from her seat and lumbered along behind them. Not very far on, they came to a little hut. There was a terrible noise inside, shrieks and yells. So they all stopped. Cuddle Pie ran up and banged on the door. What's up? he shouted. The growls and yelps stopped. Mr Possum opened the door. I'm trying to uproot a tooth and it won't let go, he moaned. Cuddle Pie persuaded him to join the party, telling him how nice and kind the dentist was, and off they set again. Presently, they came to a little grey furry kangaroo, who was hitting his head with a stick as hard as he could. Oh, don't, they all cried. You'll hurt yourself. That's just what I want to do, answered the kangaroo, hitting himself harder than ever. Oh, goodness, said Cuddle Pie. Why do you want to hurt yourself? I like it better than the toothache, the kangaroo moaned. Oh dear me, said everybody, shaking their heads at each other. Another one. You'd better follow me to the dentist, advised Cuddle Pie. He's, he's so nice, said Blossom. So kind, murmured Mrs Bear. So gentle, put in Mr Possum. Ah, oh dear, they all cried. Wait a jump, said the kangaroo. I'll fill my pouch and I'll hop after you quick sticks. A dismissal howling greeted them at the next corner and running over to a fence they found Mrs Dingo and six little yellow dingoes, all with their heads up, yowling piteously. The little dingoes told them their mother had a toothache. Never mind, said Cuddle Pie. Come and see the dentist, Mrs Dingo, and the little dingoes can see their teeth pulled out. So they joined the party and trotted along after the others. They all hopped, flumbered and trotted along after Cuddle Pie, gathering more bush folk as they went, till quite a crowd was following him. At last they reached the dentist. They found the waiting room so crowded that most of them had to stay outside. Oh, gummy, said Cuddle Pie with a sigh of relief. No good me waiting. And off he went, so happy at getting away from the dentist that he sang and jumped about as he went along. Hmm, it's funny, he said aloud. What a long, long way it is to the dentist. And what a little way it is coming back. I've noticed that too, said a voice in his ear. Cuddle Pie was startled and looked about but could see no one. It seems strange, said Cuddle Pie to himself, that everybody should have a toothache today. Quite simple, 
answered the voice. There's a sail on at the honey shop. Where's that voice? cried Cuddle Pie, stopping and looking around everywhere. Here it is, <laughs> chuckled the voice mockingly, and out from a hole, right at his feet, popped the head of Mrs. Snake. Not Mrs. Snake that was killed outside the gum inn, of course, but another Mrs. Snake, Mrs. Black Snake. Cuddle Pie jumped back. He knew what a poisonous person Mrs. Snake was. Mm, um, it, it's a warm day, murmured Cuddle Pie politely, moving off and trying to look unafraid. Oh, yes, middling hot, said Mrs. Snake. But don't be in such a hurry. I have news for you. News? cried Cuddle Pie. From a friend of yours who lives in the sea. Cuddle Pie stood still, astonished. W what do you mean? he stammered. A letter from Little Ragged Blossom to you, answered Mrs. Snake coming right out of her hole and swaying about near Cuddle Pie till he felt his back go all creepy. If you come with me, she said softly, curving herself a little closer, I'll show you. I found it floating in the creek. It was stinking in the wing of a shag that was... What? asked Cuddle Pie eagerly. Dead abounds, <laughs> chuckled Mrs. Snake. How? asked Cuddle Pie, shocked. Humans, I suppose. Good things, too. I hate shags, she added venomously. I expect you hate everything, said Cuddle Pie. Why should I do that? hissed Mrs. Snake. Because everything hates you, said Cuddle Pie, looking hard into her wicked little eyes. Well, that must mean that you do, too wheezed Mrs. Snake, flicking her forked tongue in and out and stretching her neck till she was only a few inches from Cuddle Pie's face. So it's a, a yes, is it? She hissed, getting nearer and nearer and swaying her head backwards and forwards. Sleep, 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 she hissed, and Cuddle Pie still looked into her eyes. Now they seemed to grow bigger and bigger, and nearer and nearer, and then they faded away, for Cuddlepie had fallen into a deep sleep, and quite a strange sleep at that. Mrs. Snake had hypnotised him, just as she does poor little birds and other bush creatures. Now, she said, perhaps you'll have the goodness to follow me. And Cuddlepie did. Not very far away, a number of Banksia men were sitting in a Banksia tree, basking in the sun and planning some mischief. Looking down, one of them spied Mrs. Snake and Cuddle Pie. Ah! He cried, jumping about and shaking his bow till all the Banksia men's heads were knocking together. There's one of them. She's got him. Bunch and scrunch him, shouted one. Hit and spit him, growled another. String and ring him, snarled a third. Then they all jumped about, grunting and chattering and shaking the bow until the leaves rattled. Stop that noise and listen to me, commanded Mrs. Snake, twisting her body into a knot of annoyance. I've had a letter from the big boss, Banksy man. 
All the Banksia men touched their toes with their heads to show their respect for the boss Banksia man. He is down in the sea and the rest are with him. The giant octopus has them in his power. We are to catch and send him the slimy sinners, snuggle pot and cuddle pie, and as many more nuts as we can trap, for only so they can escape being eaten by the giant. And oh, what, what, what do we get for our trouble? growled a little stubby Banksia with red hair and squinty eyes. More than you deserve hissed Mrs. Snake. The boss is sending wonderful treasure. It is to be laid out in the cave by the sea at the big, bad city. Where's Mr. Snake? asked the red-haired Banksy man. Why can't he do something? He's spying on him right now, snapped Mrs. Snake. About time you made some plans yourself instead of leaving it all to me. Well, it's your pleasure, snarled a big black Banksy man. You, you enjoy it. So do you, said Mrs. Snake, spitting her tongue in and out at him. Come on, she added, turning to Cuddle Pie, twisting and wriggling her body in anger, and she slid away into her hole. Mrs. Snake's house consisted of one big room at the end of a long passage. It was a cool room with a round window in the ceiling. The window was open, and over it hung trails of delicate green maidenhair fern. Pulling Cuddle Pie in after her, Mrs. Snake tied his hands and feet with strong grass, pushed him into a corner, and rolled a heavy stone against him. There, she said, now I'll go out and find something to eat. There's not a morsel in this house. And smiling a wicked, sly smile, she slid out and away, up the passage. Now you remember Winky Jaboa, the poor little stowaway and how unhappy he was when he went home to the big bad city and found that all his people had gone away? Well, he kept the house and garden tidy, laid in stores and waited. But neither his mother nor father nor sisters or brothers ever came back. So poor little Winky left home again and roamed from place to place, hoping that someday he might find them. So here we meet him again, limping with tiredness, carrying his bundle like any old tramp. Mm, this looks like a nice cool place, he said, dropping his bundle and sitting down beside it. I think I might just rest a while. Yeah. The afternoon was warm and the scent of the rock lilies made him drowsy. Slowly the long lashes closed over his big brown eyes and lower and lower drooped his weary head, till at length he sank right down upon the cool green moss, sound asleep. A tiny brown lizard ran over him, but Winky did not stir. A big blue butterfly lit upon his little damp nose, his whiskers twitched, but still Winky did not wake. A spider, letting himself down from the fern above, landed upon the tip of his soft ear, but Winky did not wake. Two kookaburras flew into the tree overhead and laughed and laughed and chatted about for quite a while, but still Winky did not wake. Some big frogs croaked in a pool nearby, but you guessed it, Winky did not wake. 
A bright green beetle climbed clumsily all the way along his tail, but still Winky did not wake. Two willy wagtails came and danced about all over him, but still Winky did not wake. Mrs. Snake came out of her hole, saw Winky and exclaimed, such a sight, food at my very door. Then Winky awoke. He sprang up as if he had been blown up and he sat up and shrieked, help! Now a cousin of Mr. Lizard's happened to be driving down the road and on hearing the cry, he pulled up his bandicoots. Help! came the cry again, but it sounded fainter this time. Mr. Lizard sprang from his wagon and rushed into the bush. There sat poor little Winky, white and stiff with fear. Reared before him, ready to strike, was the terrible Mrs. Snake. Though Mr. Lizard was only a little chap, he sprang upon her without a moment's hesitation. In a flash, he had her by the neck, his strong hands squeezing her until she squealed for mercy. Run, called he to little Winky. Run for your life and don't stop till you're home. Poor little Winky was so frightened that at first he could hardly move. Run, run, shouted Mr. Lizard, for he felt her slipping. So while they fought and rolled about, Winky picked up his bundle and dashed away as fast as his tired little legs could carry him. He ran and ran, till suddenly the ground gave way beneath him and he fell, crash, thud, right into the middle of, where do you think? Why, right into Mrs. Snake's house. But he wasn't hurt, so he picked himself up and was about to dash out of the door when he noticed something lying in the corner. Cuddle pie, he gasped in amazement. Oh, poor cuddle pie, someone's done this to him. He's gone daddy bones. Oh, poor cuddle pie. And he untied the bands and lifted him up. At this moment, there was a rustling noise, and there in the doorway swayed Mrs. Snake. Winky was frozen with horror. Ah, hissed Mrs. Snake, raising her head. I have you. But as she spoke, her throat swelled, her eyes turned purple, and with one bound into the air, she fell at Winky's feet. And there she lay, for she was wounded. Winky saw his chance. Holding Cuddle Pie tightly in his arms, he sprang clear across her body and out the door. Staggering and stumbling, he found his way up the dark passage and at last, with a cry of relief, fell out into the sunshine. But there was no time to lose. End of part two. You're listening to Good Storytime. Time.